It's been said before, but one of CoServe's core values is service. Service to our members, our customers, and the community at large. When those North Texas rural ranchers and farmers came together in 1937 to electrify the area, they were working together to meet a need that the retail electric providers of the time either couldn't or wouldn't meet. Today, CoServe's team of hardworking linemen, dispatch, and so forth continue to serve the community by ensuring some of the highest reliability scores in the state among utilities. But CoServe's work doesn't stop there. For those either unfamiliar with or who only know a little bit about the CoServe Charitable Foundation and the multi-million dollar impact it has on the communities we serve, I will gladly explain. As will I. Oh, uh, hey Mr. Diggs, I didn't realize you wanted to join me for this episode. Oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Even though you weren't actually invited? Really, it's no trouble at all. I'm happy to assist. You just do your thing. I don't like this. But, seeing as it's a new year, it feels like the perfect opportunity to take a closer look at one of CoServe's most important pillars to the community, covering not just a little bit about the history, but the incredible present-day impact it has all throughout our service territories. I'm Derek Kirby. And I'm Mr. Clarence Diggs. Your name's Clarence? Never mind that now. Just keep going. And this and is... And this is As a Meter of Fact, a CoServe podcast. You're still mad about last episode, aren't you? Oh, I don't get mad. I get even. And then I charge interest. Now, let's talk more about the CoServe Charitable Foundation. You've piqued my interest. Please, elucidate if you will. You really like that word. Alright. Well, if you listened to our previous episode, <laughs> then you may recall that the CoServe Charitable Foundation, via Operation Roundup, contributed some $268,000 last year to six North Texas social service agencies. The purpose of this record-setting contribution was to provide utility assistance amid high natural gas prices and inflation, which left many members struggling with their bills. But, as incredible as that contribution was, overall CCF eclipsed $2 million worth of grant money in 2022. In fact, it's topped a million dollars every year dating back to 2016. How in the world do we accomplish that? Ah, you're leading me with that question, and I love that. These funds stem predominantly from Operation Roundup, a voluntary initiative in which members and customers round up their bills to the nearest dollar. Those funds, despite averaging about $6 per member or customer per year, really add up when you look at the full scope of our electric service territory. What's more, the funds you help raise by participating in Operation Roundup go directly back into your community, meaning it's your neighbors you're assisting. ECF also raises funds through fundraisers like the annual charity clay shoot and golf tournament, as well as the generosity of CoServe employees who contribute through payroll deductions. So a little bit really does go a long way then. How many nonprofits and municipalities or first responders did CCF work with last year? I knew you were going to put me on the spot with a question like that, yet you still caught me flat-footed. Well done. Uh, hold on. One, carry the seven, 
Divide by 14. Uh, ah, Operation Roundup issued approximately 100 grants last year. Wow. Interesting. Carry on, then. Very well, then. Uh, let me see. Where was I? Where was I? Ah, yes, here we are. Meanwhile, through our general funds grants, we issued another $171,000, bringing the CCF total for the year to over $2 million. Oh, that's really impressive. You mentioned earlier these were nonprofits and community organizations. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? What does CCF typically look for when considering applicants? CCF actually seeks to work with nonprofits, municipalities, and agencies that either meet basic human needs, promote community vitality, or support education. These are your food banks, city police, fire departments, independent school districts, homeless shelters, and other nonprofit organizations. Sounds like a lot of important work that helps support and strengthen community vitality, to use your same word, is made possible thanks to CCF. It really is. And being an independent nonprofit organization with its own board of directors, appointed by CoServe Electric, CCF is able to make an impact across all seven CoServe districts. Can I ask what the differences are between meeting basic human needs and promoting community vitality? You can, yes. It's not in my script, but uh, that's all right. I'll make do. Basically, nonprofits and organizations that meet basic human needs seek to provide assistance in accessing things like food, warmth, and basic medical and social needs, as well as issues related to children and those issues that arise from disaster. Hmm. You had a pretty good response ready on hand. Good job. As for promoting community vitality, that means supporting programs, projects, and organizations that are important contributors to quality of life while emphasizing public safety and self-sufficiency, and of course providing support for veterans and troops. Another good response. Are you just reading this off of the website? What? I, I'm insulted you would even ask such a thing. Now, supporting education is about particular education initiatives, particularly those relating to science and technology, engineering, math, and the trades, while emphasizing support for those in the greatest need. You are. It's right here on the CCF page on CoServe.com. Verbatim. Look, Diggs, you've been throwing me all sorts of curveballs here. It was inevitable I was going to have to consult the webpage. Uh-huh. And I suppose next you were about to talk about how the CoServe Charitable Foundation will not consider requests for general operating funds, capital campaigns, office rent, or support for salaries as part of its approved grant criteria. That entirely depends on whether or not you are going to ask me that. But seeing as how you just laid it out for me, let's carry on. Fine, fine. Let's get back to the topic of education. Can you tell us more about how CCF supports teachers in the classroom? Happily, each year, education foundations receive funding from CCF. A portion of those funds are then set aside by the education foundations so that teachers can apply for grants to help with their classrooms or lesson plans. Good to know. You're doing great, by the way. A little shaky at times, but you're keeping on your toes just fine. I admit, your vengeance has been swift and thus far merciless. Let's just stay on topic. As I mentioned, there are two pools of funding from which CCF issues grants, with two separate boards performing reviews. The first is Operation Roundup and is considerably larger than the general funding pool. 
It also, being funded through the generosity of our members, customers, and employees, requires that recipients of those grants provide a service that will directly impact residents within the CoServe service area. General funding, meanwhile, is separate and raised through those fundraising events. Their purpose is more akin to being a good neighbor, supporting programs and nonprofit organizations that might fall outside of our service territory, but still serve a strong community need. What if a nonprofit is not powered by a CoServe, but still serves CoServe members due to its location? Mm, then it would still qualify for Operation Roundup funding, but such applicants would need to highlight that fact when applying. It's also important that the results, and this is the case with either type of grant, be measurable. You mentioned earlier that CCF grant money cannot be used towards capital expenditures, campaigns, office rent, or salaries. We aren't paying the rent or paying to renovate a nonprofit's office. We're helping provide services in the form of scholarships and funds for new equipment to serve those who rely upon those nonprofits. Makes sense. So if someone listening to this episode works at, runs, or even just knows of a nonprofit who would benefit from a CCF grant and would be interested in applying, where would you direct them? Well, first of all, potential applicants will need to wait for the next submission period, which opens up in spring 2023. If a particular applicant has received funding from CCF previously, meanwhile, they'll need to submit a final project form to ccf at coserve.com before applying for that new grant. They can find this form on coserve.com under CCF Grant Information. Once a decision has been made, grant applicants will be promptly notified. Also worth noting, recipients will be eligible to apply for another grant the following year. Not bad. You stuck the landing fairly well there. You didn't exactly make it easy, and you completely tossed aside my script, so thank you for that. But yeah, we, we did get there. Thanks for coming on. So, are we even now? We're even. But I'll be watching your work with great interest. Well, good. I'm glad we put that behind- Wait. What does that mean? Oh, come on. Diggs! Diggs, I said I was sorry! Diggs! Yup, alright. Well, that's it for this episode. I'll have to patch things up with Diggs later, I guess. But if you didn't already know about the CoServe Charitable Foundation and just how big of an impact it has on your community every year, maybe now you do. But truthfully, it's the nonprofits themselves that are the story here. CCF might support these organizations and help them accomplish their missions, but it's their vision and tireless work that not only changes lives, but strengthens our communities. And with service and community being at the heart of CoServe's mission, it's only natural that we would lend our support. As a meter of fact is brought to you by CoServe, an electric and gas distribution company serving North Texas. 